0: Welcome back to the Breakdown Boss Up podcast. I'm your host Hannah, and today we are going to be focusing on uh, a little bit more um, of an encompassment of self, and rather than just like you know some business tips like I normally do, Um, because again, part of the Breakdown Boss Up podcast and the idea of like using. Baggage, using hardship, using trauma, and using it as momentum to spring you forward, not just in your business life, but in in all aspects of life. Um, For those of you who are regular listeners, um, this is a podcast that I try to have out by 9 a.m. on Mondays and Wednesdays. Um, It's mostly just been every Wednesday recently. Um just due to some life stuff that's been happening and I'm going to share a little bit of that but before I get into it, I just want to share that A, um, just beware that um, I don't have a script for my show so um, sometimes I could bring up some of my own um, experiences and and I hope that wouldn't bring anything bad as far as bringing up your own trauma but just know I, I myself have been a victim of and domestic violence, and um, you know, I'm also a human, so like I, I go through regular struggles too. Um, also, being a single mom to a special needs child is uh, it, it's got its own battles, honestly. So, um, I just want to lay that out there just in case anybody, you know, I just don't want to trigger anybody. <laughs> um, I'm also not going to use names because that's not fair to them and I value their privacy Um, and I ask that if anybody knows um, me personally or knows you know or thinks they have an idea of who I'm talking about I would really prefer don't contact these people Um, you know please don't share any names and comments or anything as far as that. Um, I only share my experiences in order to better so uh, after that disclaimer let's go ahead and get into it so today like I said is an encompassment of self and part of um you know defining ourselves, right is it's kind of like dating ourselves you know we over time uh it's like we kind of get to know what makes us happy what makes us sad um what motivates us what demotivates us um how we react to trauma or how we react to problems or obstacles and why we do it. You know, we learn our love language, both how we give love and how we accept it. Um, We learn how we attach to people and things. And (laughs) I feel like every time, you know, people are always like, oh, I'm, I'm on this journey of growth. Almost like there's supposed to be some sort of, you know, destination. And it's like... I feel like if, if something is in a constant state of growth, right? We don't, we don't say that a plant is on a journey of growth. We just know it's constantly growing, you know? We just say it's, it's doing what plants do, you know? Um, now, we've, we can say that we're going through growth spurts where it's like hmm, I'm growing at a little bit of more of a rapid pace than I normally do, right? Um, and that's typically uncomfortable. I mean, think about it. When you were a kid... You know, maybe not everybody has this sense of self, but I remember when I was a little girl, um, I would wake up in the night screaming and crying because my legs were just killing me because I would get tall. Um, and I want to say it was like around seven or eight when I really felt it, but my, I had just horrible leg pains. Like, my mom would, like, come in and, and have to try to, like, rub my legs for me and help me stretch, but not just Charlie horse. Like, I, it literally just felt like this generalized pain, and it was just my bones stretching, you know? Um, growth in any sense is going to have pain associated with it, you know? Um, and sometimes people take hardship. Um, so like let's say you lost a job or maybe, you know, you, you're losing a relationship or maybe you're just in this like weird place where it's like nothing's really changing. You just feel so uncomfortable which is crazy because it's like wow i felt comfortable doing whatever this was a month ago but now i'm not right so uh, that kind of a scenario would be a gradual um, a gradual growth spurt um, or a realization of growth like if you were to check your height compared to last month and it's like oh i grew a couple inches right but you know then if you go through like a loss of a relationship or a job or a career or Even a vision that you had for your life, like a dream that you've had for your life, if that were to somehow be inaccessible or that were to shift or change, that is a pretty stark, that would be a trauma, you know? And again, I define this every podcast. Trauma is not always a bad thing. It's just something that we come up against and it changes our view of the world around us, our environment, or our core value. You know, so it doesn't always have to be a bad thing when we experience a trauma, right? Um, But yeah, so this idea of going through a growth spurt, you know, um, I will say I've had the most uncomfortable past three years of my life. Um, I went through a lot of huge life changes so fast in a very fast way and super young and I got caught up in the needs of another person and was allowing myself to be manipulated away from what my own goal was to serve their needs um, and before I knew it I was pregnant and <laughs> I, my body was going through these vast uncomfortable changes um, on top of my mental state and um, I don't care what anyone says. You know, I get it. Women have been having babies for thousands of years, millions, billions of years. Please don't quote me. I'm not a science person. I don't exactly remember when the first human popped around, but um, I would assume it's been a little more than millions, but I don't know if it would actually be billions. I don't know. Anyways, ever since the human race began, women have been having babies. Um, And... It doesn't make it any less of a hardship. It doesn't make it any less life-changing. It doesn't make it any less of a miracle. You know, your body goes through irreparable changes. I, I tell this all the time. I've always been a very vibrant person. You can ask anybody who knows me. I've always been very upbeat, um, very positive outlook kind of person, um, even on the heavier side, you know, and then even after I lost my weight, always very energetic, and I always felt like I had this like inner child youth aspect about me even as an adult and even though my age is still pretty young you know I'm only 28 and uh, after having my son I genuinely feel like a 56 year old I feel so old Um, and I feel like I've lived so much and and partially like experiences that's true but my body has been through so much just having a child Um, and there's women who are my age who have like four or five children and I mean they're spartans you know and not saying that bodies aren't aren't amazing if they haven't had a child or if they choose never to have a child you know what I mean I'm just saying the process that your body goes through is definitely irreparable it's so it's such a different magnitude it's truly this great swift switch um So I just, I just wanted to pull that up there. That's a huge, huge life change right there. And then I went through a divorce, um, you know, while being a new mom during the pandemic and losing, and I had already gone from a shift of, I wanted to be an actress. I was trained to be an actress and my goal was to like lose weight and go back into it. But then, you know, when I got married, I kept putting that back. I was like, oh, I'll be able to do it eventually, um, You know, I'll get back to it. But then I had to let go of that when I had my baby. Not saying I can't ever be an actress and the dream's dead. It's just going to be harder. The journey to it's going to be different. And I definitely didn't see my life, you know, when I thought about my first marriage or having my first child or my career or where I was going to be at this age to be anything like it actually is. And that was, I I had to mourn that. I had to mourn the loss of my dream, I felt. I had to mourn the loss of this person that I perceived my ex-husband to be, even if that truly wasn't who he was, what I believed he was. I had to mourn the sacrifices I made for that. I had to mourn the person I was before that marriage and, and before my child. And I had to go on this path of accepting who I am now. And I'm still on that path, you know? And to say that we ever truly stop changing, it, it never really happens again. Like we said, we're like plants; we're constantly growing. But it was stark, fast change within this past three years. And then you know you have the whole pandemic thing going on, and and just so much. And I have experienced. I mean, let's be honest. Like mild homelessness, where you know I I then after the marriage was like, okay, I'll move in with family and and go that route. Um, but I you know um and then a situation happened where like I ended up moving in with my you know current boyfriend a little too fast and um that was kind of stark on both of us but we're both really healthy people and thank goodness he's he's just really just an amazing guy and he you know the fact like we we want to make sure that we weren't trauma bonding and that in this relationship for the right reasons, and so now we're taking that step back, and I'm back living with family again, Um, more motivated than ever to get back to where I was, um, because the whole idea was like move in, save money, get back out on my own, I wanted to start my my business, um, you know, my coffee shop, and get my passive income going, and and, and things like that, Um, so that way with my passive income, I could get back to the career I wanted. You know, And uh, again, I feel like every time I had a plan, something would come up. And I tell you what, it would just throw a wrench in it. It would. And I've come to learn that when it comes to a vision for life, I think it is important to have a vision. You have to have a destination. You have to have a goal that you're working towards. But my problem is I fixate too much on it to the point that if it deviates in the slightest, it breaks me. It truly does. Um, and I'm still going to therapy to kind of, like, work on that, you know, uh, of, of you know, why I attach in such a big way. But, um, no, so I was experiencing, so I've, I've experienced a lot of, of trauma over these past few years. And, you know, I like to think that I've emotionally healed from a lot of stuff whether it's my past whether it's you know my my past relationship whether it's you know my my jarring uh, entrance into motherhood you know because I never really expected myself to be a mom let alone a mom to a special needs child um, it's and, and to be a single mom at that you know it's it was just all very not a part of the plan and um, you know. It was, it was jarring. It was, it, it was a whirlwind. And so to come and accept that, um, you know, I thought, I thought I had. But I find myself, like, feeling those doubts, um, those, oh, man, well, this really wasn't a part of the plan, you know. Um, echoes of that pain, echoes of that sorrow, echoes of that loss will spring up from time to time. And... Fortunately, the past couple weeks, I've let myself drown in it. You know what I mean? I'm just, I really have. Where I get afraid to face things because I feel I am so beaten down at this point that there is no way to get back from it. And I know a lot of people feel that way. It's like, wow, I spent $120,000 to go and be an actor. Do you know how many times I've heard someone say, well, you chose the wrong major? <laughs> but you know what? I don't regret my education at all. I don't. I got an amazing education as an actress. I I truly um, understand the psychology of what it means to step into somebody else's shoes in an authentic way without making assumptions, but just from observations and stepping through my own realm of experience and, and, and proven archetypal psychology. Like I have, I truly have an ability to connect with people that a lot of people don't. And that's because of my acting and my acting education. My interpersonal skills are just off the charts. Um, you know, and, and, and I have great exercises for dealing with anxiety and dealing with, um, you know, nerves. And I use that when I'm working with my kids now and when I'm teaching, um, you know, and I do teach music and it doesn't maybe pay as much as like a doctor or something, but you know what? It's fulfilling. I'm good at it. And the kids enjoy it. And I wouldn't change that for the world. If i like to make more money. Of course. But yeah, no, I, I hear that all the time. You chose the wrong major. Um, no, I really, really got an excellent education. And I do not regret that whatsoever. Um, but, you know, when it comes time for the bills to be paid and stuff. And I'm a mom. So even though I'm young, I'm 28, I have people who have partners right now. Who, you know, have really healthy relationships. Who, you know, have had great family dynamics. Who have careers built for themselves. Um, and I'm sitting here and, you know, not even a couple of days ago I had, after, you know, some some bills and stuff that you pay, I had $20 sitting in my bank account. And I have a kid. And I was like, wow. I am making very poor life choices. And I sit in that judgment of myself constantly. I should have done this different. I, should have, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. And get so focused on, on how it's perceived and, and letting everything mount against me, that I just don't want to stand against it because it looks like this mountain. And I feel like I've climbed so many mountains in my life, it's like, how am I going to do that? So I decided it was like, look, staring at the mountain isn't going to get me to the top of it. It's not going to get me through it. It's not going to get me around it. So I have to start walking and I have to choose a direction. So if right now my music business is the only thing that's keeping me afloat, then that's got to be consistent, and I need to focus, and I need to recenter. Um, so I can't be mad that I didn't choose a different major, you know, and then another thing that I was kind of going through was um, my, my boyfriend and I, we took a step back. We're taking a s- separation, which is fine, totally healthy to do um, on both sides but I didn't realize that I attach in such a weird way so we'd been living together for like six months and I I really truly built like home in him you know which to be honest with you I, I'm i a good partner I know this in myself I I'm accepting, I'm loving I'm loyal, I'm um, I really accept, uh, I, I have a lot of great qualities as a person, as a friend, to be a good partner, but I wasn't carrying my weight financially. I wasn't carrying, uh, you know, I wasn't bringing a lot of, uh, to the table also just in myself because I, I was insecure about my finances currently just with my current financial situation and my business kind of took a, he- a hit, um, the, the past few months, um, and not having a place of my own and then moving in together really fast. Like, I, I had that weighing on me. And that's not healthy because when two people are together, you want them to be two equal players. And it won't always be 50 50. There's going to be times, like if you're in a long term relationship or if you're in a marriage, it's going to be 70 30. It's going to be 60 40. Um, you know, and it hopefully doesn't last long, but it, it can. It could last, you know, maybe a bad month or a bad year, you know, um, but especially at the beginning of a relationship, you really want to be 50-50, you want two independently happy, healthy people, where it's like, you know what, we're doing our own thing, we're living our best lives, and we kind of just want to share it with each other, you know, it's, even if it's like that 10 minutes before you go to bed, and it's like you just want to share your successes, your, your lessons, your, um, your sorrows at the end of the day um, kind of deal. So we took a step back to better achieve that and and give ourselves space. He had some stuff he had to work on, and I clearly, with my finances and my own um, independence with my business again, uh, needed to take priority. I took it as such a rejection in myself because I already had those insecurities that I wasn't enough, that I wasn't I wasn't pulling my weight as a partner. Um, that I have this baggage, you know? Um, Because let's be honest, as a single mom who dates, it's really hard to think about someone else accepting your child, and not saying this is the case, he's great with my child, but that's a worry that you have. There's so many people out there who, you know, it's like they they think they want to try it, and you know, unlike trying a relationship when you don't have a child, you have to be so careful about who you bring into your child's life because it affects them too. And they will feel that loss, and you can't you can't really show that loss around your kid, you know. Like that's not fair to them to like burden them with things that they can't control. Um, so it's not like I can just like go home and cry about it. Um, so I waited till he went to sleep and I cried about it. <laughs> um, no, I went through this this rejection, and I kept feeling like this loss, this loss of home of of, of this person who I put all of these expectations on and these, this vision for a future together. And it's like, I felt this need that it wasn't going to my, um, it wasn't going to my standards. I, I felt this need that I had to, I had to make it happen. I, I had to be, it had to be something with me because if it's with me, I can change it, Right? If it's not a problem with me, I can change it. I can control it. But if it's a problem with someone else, that's out of my control. And that ultimately means I can't get what I want or need. Isn't that weird how selfish that is? <laughs> so I wish that I was an issue in my own relationships. <laughs> Just so that way I could be able to fix it. Selfish, and it's it's controlling, and it's not healthy. Um, so coming to that realization, I needed to take a step back. So I gave myself a couple days to cry. I meant I wasn't really making any content, and I was um, still updating my Etsy store and things like that. But definitely wasn't at the pace that I wanted it to be. Um, but I was like, look. I can be mad about it all I want. But it's not going to change the outcome. At the end of the day, this is what the person needs. At the end of the day, this is what my reality is. I am a single mom. I have no savings. I, I have a part-time independent business at the moment. And a bunch of side hustles that I've started and I have habits as far as like my time management and, and money management that needs work and I have this child all the while who needs all of my love and attention that I, I can give not that I can spare that, all of it and then the rest of it goes to those things right so you make it happen okay I'm going to build this routine for myself I may not have his ABA schedule yet so I need to budget my time accordingly we have a strict routine after we wake up we do breakfast right we have breakfast together we come down we play we cuddle um while I'm sipping on my morning coffee he gets to do a little after doing like a half hour 45 minutes of play and again um, with autism he can only do so much uh, function in a time before he needs to take a break a sensory break and he typically wants to do his own thing so i'll put on a show or something or I'll, or I'll put on some music and let him play with his toys on his own and i will take an hour to do what i need to do and the cycle will repeat we'll do 30 to 45 minutes of concentrated play and then he'll need to go take a break and I will use that time to get work done. And then he gets a nap, you know, at 11.30 noon depending on when he wakes up. And that's when I focus on my, my podcast content and that's when I do my writing for my blog. Um, since I need a little bit more quiet and concentration for that. So then he wakes up from his nap, um, oh, I also schedule my therapy sessions during his nap too. gets up from his nap we have um, we have lunch or you know uh, we do have lunch, and then um, the cycle continues of playing and then I do some chores and um, playing again, and I start getting ready for work and then he gets a bath and um try to give him as many snuggles before I have to go, and then I go to work, and, yeah, it's, it's, you know, after work, then I go to the gym, and then I come home, and it's rinse and repeat, and a lot of people are like, well, you need some spontaneity, that's, you know, it is a little bit mundane, but routine is really important when it comes to anything, A, like, Mood regulation, metabolism, um, and honestly for, for our, our littles, you know, they need that stability of being able to predict their routine without a doubt, at least until, you know, they're older and they're like, okay, I built this confidence that I can guarantee that I, I have this stability at home and I can kind of venture from it, you know? So I built that schedule. I've really been sticking to it and I'm finally in a better place where I'm like, okay, I'm ready to start doing content again. I'm, I'm in a better emotional regulation. I'm not going to sit here and cry and worry about things that I can't control. I'm going to be better. If I want my relationship to work, I need to be better as a person. I want to be better, not just because of my relationship, but for myself. So that way I can have that that confidence in myself that not only am I the whole package emotionally, physically, you know, mentally, but I am financially too. And I I want to build stability and a home for my child that no one can take away from them. Um, I know that I am the only person I can trust to dig myself out of whatever... And make my goals come true. Because I can control me. I have accountability for me. And it, if I'm sitting around waiting on somebody else that I, I can't control, of course, because they're a human being with free will, um, that's that, that's like, you. I, I encourage you to treat that like a detour. It's like, okay, you know, 65 North, you know, that, this interstate is closed. So detour, take a different route. It may be a little bit longer. But treat it as scenic. You're going to learn something from it anyways, but at least you're still moving. There's still momentum. If you just stop, all the momentum you've built crashes. And it's so hard to rebuild that momentum again. Believe me. I encourage you if you're in a place right now where you feel like I I just can't get past this. I'm going through so much. I've lost this relationship. I'm depressed. Um, I've, I've lost this, this job. I'm depressed. I'm, I'm anxious. I don't know how I'm going to pull myself out of this in the morning. I encourage you. I, I wish I could think of the girl's name. She's, she's, she's done a TED Talk. I just uh, heard a podcast about her. Um, but she came up with the five-second rule. So just like a rocket, you're going to count backwards from five. And when you reach the bottom of that countdown, you have to act because it only takes five seconds for your brain to kill an idea. So whether it's you have an idea for a side income, whether it's you, you are having a hard time getting out of bed, you can't choose if you're going to go to the gym or not. You, you can't choose what to do or how to proceed. Count back. five, four, three, two. Say that with me right now, five, four, three, two, one, act, action, move, don't stop, whatever it is, make that choice, sure it could be the wrong one, you know what, but you made it, it's yours and there's momentum even in poor choices because you learn from it you learn that is not an option you learn that you know of course be smart about it. I'm not saying go out and take reckless choices but like you chose you know to invest in a in a stock that you were advised and 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 you did the research and you felt like it it would be a good move and maybe it didn't do as well as you thought okay I'll drop the stock do something else Um, you uh, tried a job or you auditioned for a part that you thought you would love and it doesn't serve you anymore when your contract's up or next time you find something different let let that momentum be enough to help you find something different and you know not to go back to that again you tried a new food, okay, maybe it made you sick well you tried it, you won't do it again there's even success in those those little uh, inconveniences in those failures, right? There's momentum there too. Because you don't lose the momentum. you just it, you just change the direction of it, right? Um, so I mostly, to wrap this all up, um, I want to encourage you to to act on the five second rule the, the 54321 launch yourself into the life that you want. Um and I will be sure on the next podcast I'll have to to credit the the woman who said it. Um but Yeah. Thanks for sharing your your coffee time with me guys. Um Next session, uh, we are back to the Monday, Wednesday um, sessions, um, and we will be back to the business. Actually, the next episode I'm going to share with you, I did 30 days of passive income ideas that I found on TikTok, and I'm going to share the ones that were hits and ones that were misses. So I really look forward to uh, talking to you guys on uh, Monday at 9 a.m. So have a great weekend and act.